Ladies and gentlemen, we are live on another episode of The Beer Phase. It's time to roll some beer and drink some dice. for another beer phase with your wannabe hosts Mark Cox Dice fucking cancer Ryan Smith If paint were battle points I'd be best general every time and Jeff Swan Softest lists and everything else in the south something high anus mm-hmm. top shelf let's go ahead and roll on into this uh st- start this with the most important part ryan what yeah, you Jeff. drinking what you drinking out of so for two and a half years i have been on a personal quest to acquire a keg of something and last week my quest came to an end when i was able to find a keg of real ale sisyphus which is the real ale barley wine. It's about 12.5%. Nice, nice beer. I could drink this all day long and have now. So I'm drinking it out of a real ale tulip glass out of my very own 7.5 gallon keg. Thank you to the beer and wine guy at Specs, who, on hearing, I've been looking for this for two and a half years, I used to work for the distributor. I can have you that on Thursday. Right? Dude. I have never been so happy. Or drunk. Well, yeah, I have. Why is he holding out yeah. on you, bro? <laughs> he just started there. Oh, well, that makes more sense. Like, yeah, the old guy could have ordered it, but he was just lazy. Uh, then we get to the crux of the problem, then. Exactly. That's awesome, dude. Mark! That's... Oh, I'm thrilled. This is... It's everything I ever wanted in seven and a half gallons. I love that beer. I'll take a I'll take a large serving of Ryan in seven and a half gallons. Whatever whatever plane is flying over his house right now. I think that's my house. Oh. Yeah, that's not me. I'm yeah. the one with the corgi in the background barking. I'm the one by the airfield. I like to fly over the house. Well, Mark, what about Usually you, buddy? Usually it's a C five for the record. What are you drinking, Mark? Uh, I am drinking a Uinta. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, ready, set, goes. It's a no, salt ice. and orange goes beer. 
apparently it's got a little uh, coriander in it too. Uh, the salt is really present, uh, and it is just a little tart and sour the way I like it. Um, this is probably the closest thing that I've found to the old classic good salty lady. So I'm really happy with it. Sounds awesome. Yeah, is that part of their uh, Crooked Line label? Or is it uh, just straight you into... Let me look. Did you just bring that back? or? No, it's been sitting in the fridge for a couple of weeks. Um, is that one of the ones that Lennon sent? No, no, those are... Uh, those are still in the box. I've been a good boy and not drank all of those yet. They're no, not. this doesn't look like it's part of their Crooked series. It just looks like it's a standard beer they make. It's organic, awesome. if that makes you feel better. Not really. It makes, makes me feel good. Yeah, well, you're not drinking it, so... Well, we drink you. So, Jeff, uh, speaking of you Speaking drinking of drinking things. Mark, what are you drinking, Jeff? <laughs> what are you drinking it out of besides Mark? Right. Uh, I'm just keeping it easy tonight on a uh, Noble Ray Baracus. Sessionable brown beer from Noble Ray. And I'm kicking that right out of the can because I am painting while I'm doing this. Because I have a lot of stuff to get done for Lone Wolf, so... <laughs> he laughs because he has more, but... <laughs> yeah, we all give ourselves challenges. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got a bunch of stuff done already. It's just I've decided I'm going to actually use gargoyles since everybody else does. So. Are you using those pink whores for something else now? Yeah, I mean, I could reuse them, but I mean, I could just rebase them again, but I've been using them for the... Um... But they break off the base all the time anyway. It's not yeah. really rebasing them, is it? Right. I, <laughs> I mean, if if it come, if push comes to shove, you know, then I'll... That's what I'll do, but <clears throat> I want to get all the all these models that I've got for it painted, so like to have a larger skew of what I'm doing for like a larger skew of stuff I can just grab and use for abyssals instead of having like the same stuff that switches 500 points you know so you want to yeah. tag up masters real quick and then we can jump back into the hobby stuff yep sure Sweet. go ahead lead us on so how was masters guys <laughs> that was fun that was a lot of fun tag with me <laughs> yeah, it was good. Like honestly, like it was way more kicked back, I think, than oh yeah, previous yeah. masters. You know how there was always that kind of tension in the room. Well, probably not the Las Vegas masters because everybody was fucked Nobody up and didn't really shit. give a shit. Yeah. yeah. But those other two masters, when it was in a uh, Atomic Empire, like everybody was there, like out for blood, trying to win, and you had people doing gamey shit. Um, that was not present whatsoever at uh at this KOW Masters, so that was pretty cool. Um, a lot of new faces on the scene, so we got to meet a lot of the different regional people that I don't think we've gotten to meet yet in a lot of our travels. Um, so that was good. I uh, got to hang out with a lot of dudes Saturday night, Sunday night. Uh, the Northeast guys were fucking awesome all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were cool to hang out with all, all the crazy shit we did with those guys um it was great mostly butt stuff yeah of course I always go ass to ass uh i had a pretty good start like i went three and oh and i was rocking and then uh patrick kicked the shit out of me 
and apparently everybody just followed his lead and continued to kick the shit out of me for the next three games. So I went 3-0 and and then 0-3, which was kind of a letdown because I was in a couple of those games. I probably could have won two other games, at least one other game. Um, but whatever. It it was a lot of fun. I didn't have any problems with any of my opponents. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Jeff, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought the one of the coolest parts was out of all the, uh, you know, out of everybody who came from Texas, we all won our game one. Not like tie or anything like that. Like everybody yeah, from Texas, everybody from Texas won their first game. Yeah, and they were pretty solid wins too. Like I think the smallest so one was a sixteen. That was. I mean, that just says a lot about meta. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, we came prepped. Yeah, I, oh, I did pretty show. well. I had one loss all weekend, and it was to Chris Kapsner, and it was a, a 8-12, I believe it was, an 8-12. I actually won on points by a massive amount, but he was able to uh, sneak his dogs over the line uh, with the tokens, so he ended up taking the win, but I had pretty much tabled his entire army short of that <laughs> unit, and he had killed, like, three units i believe i think the point margin difference was like a 16 or 15 or 1600 points in my favor uh so yeah so it's like what a four slide uh, in your favor it was silly yeah it was it was just silly but uh i mean he he played it well i was super excited to get to play him um i I don't really want to go into all of the breakdown of everything because yeah it could take forever to go through all of our breakdown stuff but oh i'm not i'm not gonna break down all my games that's that was like a month ago and yeah i'm never gonna do it justice yeah but i mean uh between him and getting to play alex chavez and um who else did I play? Uh, um, yeah, he uh, had Mike to run Austin. the fucking gauntlet, man. Yeah, Alex you, Chaw had to play like at least me, three of us. Me, you, and Robbie. Yeah, me, you, yeah. and Robbie. Damn. Mm. Consecutively, too. Uh, was it? Yeah, it was Robbie, then you, then me, right? Yeah, because he was uh, my last game. Robbie played him after me, so I think he, he had he a spacer on game okay. five. Did okay. you play him on five or six? Six. I played him on six. Okay, so yeah, game. he had a he had a breather round, and then he had to go right back into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy though man like what's the chances you run that gauntlet shit talk about strength of schedule right like geez it's a good setup for him did he wait did he beat any of us uh i i, I, beat I snuck a i snuck a very good win out of him um last turn when i dove okay. over with a couple of things my shooting was kind of weak all game and i played a lot of mexican standoff and i kind of went for well if it's if I'm going to do it, it's going to be here sort yeah. of thing and managed to pull it off. Luckily. Hail Mary stuff, yeah. Well, I had to crisscross too because I was trying to do Hail Mary where I threw more of my attacks into the harder to kill unit, but because mm-hmm. I had blocked line of sight that way, I couldn't, so I had to crisscross and throw more of my attacks to the right and less of my attacks to the left. There were two different units I was going after. Again, not trying to get into a breakdown, but right, right. it, it was think... a longer gamble to do it that way and it, it still paid off, so I got lucky. Yeah, I I got pretty lucky. Like I was rolling like shit versus him, but um, in the end, I just kept on outplaying him on a couple angles. But like, I took a lot of gambles that did not work out and put myself in a really <laughs> shitty position. It always sucks when those don't work. 
Oh, I mean, massive. I mean, not even like a gamble. Like three quarters of the time, should absolutely obliterate something and didn't didn't have it happen. But um, and then I think Robbie ended up tying him. So I think, man, like that that's a rough that's a rough go for him, man. <laughs> playing playing three of the top five players in Texas, I think, for the year. So, yikes. I don't think I was top five. I think it was Were you maybe not? six or seven. I don't know. I oh, okay. have to go back and look. I, I really don't care, honestly. Ranked. Yeah, but well, sweet. Yeah, it was. I would say this was more. Like I said, it's. More, it was more kickback. It was definitely more. Um, it was. It was more lighthearted in the room. There was a lot more hanging out afterwards than there was ever. You know, like for the other years. No, I think that actually, was about the same. It felt no. like everybody kind of hung out the same amount. I don't know. I, I think I think they. I think a lot more, more people left on Sunday than than have in the past couple of years, though. I'm just talking like Saturday night. People actually hung out, played games together. We just shot the shit and stuff like that. But um, what did you think about clocks? Uh, I liked them. I, I liked playing on the clock. Uh, yeah, it didn't bother me at all. God, it just it it takes all the stress of having to worry about whether my opponent is intentionally or unintentionally slow playing. Yeah, and I I know as long as the math works out correctly, we're going to get our time. So I'm going to get my fair share. Yeah. Um, to do with what I will. Um. So yeah, I I, I liked them. Um. You know, I get that we don't necessarily need them in all cases, but yeah. If if there's a clocks tournament out there, I have no qualms in going to it. I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm never gonna go to it. Yeah. Um I'll go. I I'll go just as easily as I'll go if there's not clocks. Yeah, I mean I didn't I, I think for the masters, I think it's an obvious oh, like, you, you, have sh- to. you should hundred yeah. percent be playing on a clock. I think in our tournaments where you've got somebody who's not finishing their games, they should definitely be on a clock, like I don't know. I, I I had no problem with it. I I have finished all of my games with eight eight or nine minutes at least minimum on my clock, except for the one versus Chris. And I probably could have played that a lot faster if I wasn't like doing stupid stuff like running in circles and then like doing a no pants dance and stuff like that when I'm getting ready to <laughs> getting ready to do a cinematic role or something like that. But oh man, my opponent literally went to turn seven and dropped the dice the second time to kill my unit holding the objective that was inspired Ugh. drops the dice and then the clock hits zero i'm like son of a bitch one more second <laughs> one more right. second mm. and he's not dead oh, well. i did have a game that went past um the time and i just let him finish like i didn't care because i had enough time on my clock i just like go ahead and finish i'm not gonna you know what i mean Boy, and that's that's fine. I mean, the problem is that you, I I think that's where that's where the issue with clocks can get kind of fuzzy. Is that if you're if you're going to let one opponent go past time, then you have to let all your opponents go past time. If yeah, you're going to hold your opponent to all you know rolling all dice, then you have to hold your opponent to rolling all dice. And and I was doing that because. I was rolling all of my dice, even when it was like, oh, I've got 90 attacks on this, you know, artillery piece that's already got five wounds on it with my guys that have crushing two. Yeah, they're going to die. But I've got to roll all 90 dice because it's fair for me because I'm probably going to make you roll the dice when it comes up. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, I, I could see, like, you know, hey, I'm giving you, like, Capsner did it to me. He gave me a flank on something on purpose to be, or a rear on it and be like, okay, triple all your attacks, roll them all to, like, kind of waste my, my time and stuff. And I think that's fine. I think that's a strategy and stuff like that. I, I've seen some people online getting all pissy about, would you really going to make somebody roll the 90 dice and blah, blah, blah. And that's yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, uh, it's, it's a legit yeah. tactic to make your opponent use their clock. Just yeah, as much as it is to make them use the board and try and use terrain to keep them from going somewhere. Yeah, and on top I, of that, you got to remember it's in a different atmosphere. Like if you're in a normal like whatever game, like I will just say roll the snake. You know what I mean? Like in a normal game where I'm just shooting. Well, shit yeah. And stuff. When we practice, we do that all the time. Yeah, because, but I mean, when you're when you're playing in a time tournament, if you want to have the person roll the dice. I don't see any. I don't see that that's gamey or non. Oh, there was there was some dude uh, online the other day. I guess is, yeah, uh huh. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing where the dude piled in two legions of zombies, one of them in the flank and maybe one in the front or the rear. It ended up somewhere in the neighborhood of like 200 dice. It's like, well, yeah, you got to roll those because they're zombies. And yeah. Lo and behold, all those 200 dice managed to do a grand total of like 10 wounds. Yeah. So, Jesus. yeah. <laughs> you've you've got to roll it, man. They're zombies, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I kind of liked it. The clock was kind of cool. You know, it kind of made people respect the time a little bit more. Made sure that I was going to get all my turns because I have had games where I don't get my turn and like... I've had games that end at turn four where, you know, I know that I could have destroyed the person or whatnot, but I, I kind of liked it, but I can totally see why some people wouldn't want to play, you know, with with blocks. Oh, I, I can understand both sides of it, right? Like, yeah. Ryan, you haven't, so what's your take on it? Because I don't think you've actually played with it yet, right? I have not played with a clock yet, um... My armies are usually low drop, so I don't personally have an issue where I'm worrying about time. But at least at the Masters, where you're supposed to be playing very, very competitive, very high-level players, adding the the element of clock is something that just adds a depth to the game that kind of puts pressure on people that otherwise may coast through it. You know, I know mm -hmm. what I'm doing, I know what you're doing, and we're gonna, just going to be, you know, slapsy about rules and stuff. Whereas if you're doing things on a clock, you're being as precise as you can with movement, with dice, with counting, setting up your rolls beforehand. You know, I, I can see people setting their dice aside for what they know is going to charge next turn. Um, I don't think there's a problem with doing it at the Masters. I don't think I would do it at one of my tournaments, but, you know, it might be fun to throw in at one game. You know, make them play one game on a clock and the rest not on the clock. Yeah, that'd be Just cool. Just to sort of bring maybe, them into maybe it. Maybe have it be part of the scenario, yeah? Or, exactly. Or do it like the West Coast GT did, where you got bonus points if you played what two games on a clock. Yeah. Or at you least had offered. To offer. Yeah, you had to offer to play at least two of your games on the clock, and it was like three points or something like that. That's a fun idea to do it too. Make them let them opt in if they want. Yeah, I'm totally so, down with that, dude. Because I'll yeah. play a game on a clock every time. Man, it wouldn't bother me. I'd get bonus points for it. Faux show. <laughs> Uh, I get you, any practice like, games at all, do one clocked, but 
Yeah, what's your thought what's your thought on like if it's a clocked tournament, like let's just say we went to doing clocks, right? But then like y you just have two people that are at the tournament and they just say, No, we're not gonna play on the clock. You know what I mean? Or one person convinces the other to not play on the clock. You know what I mean? Well, you know, we get someone game five, game six every year that says, Screw this, I'm not playing the scenario. Let's do this instead. God see, but like Unless it's someone at the top table, I'm not really I'm not going to enforce my fun on someone else. Sure, no, I get it. I don't know. It's just... Now, if it's someone playing, you know... Slippery slope. Joe New Player, and it's someone that's, you know, Johnny Slow Play, no, man, we shouldn't use clocks, then then I'll keep an eye on it, but... Mm -hmm. You know, if people don't want to follow... You know, people think loot objectives are stupid, so they play something else, and their opponent is fine with it. A TO... Yeah, I guess, what do you do? Give them a draw? Zero map? The right, slippery yeah. slope, man. I don't like slopes. I'm fat. I slide down them. Right. No, I get it. I was just getting your take on it. Personally, but, I have no problem with it, but I'm supposed to be someone that can play at a high level, so... Right, You yeah. know, if I, I mean, can't handle it, yeah. then I get practice games in so that I can. So something I think a lot of people are going to do next year is do the bookends where you come in and you stay an extra day and you get in an extra day for Masters because a, a lot of folks were showing up on Friday and then taking off on Sunday. I think with them seeing kind of the social aspect of it, next year we'll see people doing the come in on Thursday, come in Friday morning, and then take off on Monday so that I get the extra hangout time because Sunday night after everything is said and done and we're just hanging around drinking beers and doing whatever the hell, um, that's ultimately what made the weekend for me. Yeah, uh, I, I was shocked at how many people were, uh, how many people left on Sunday, I mean, immediately after. I was well, like, you got to remember that a lot of those folks not hadn't, hadn't been to it before so they didn't really know like oh this is different than another tournament where everybody kind of takes off after the last game and the announcements you know this is one of those things where you hang out because you know if you're going to go out of your way to go meet all these dudes from everywhere you want as much time as you can get and going to the beer cellar uh there at the end of the strip at <laughs> sunday night that was fantastic dude so for those who don't know for some reason um <laughs> Uh, Patrick Allen ended up winning. He was he's the master uh, for the United States for the year, and we ended up taking him there, and we got him so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he was so drunk. He was he, trying. He, he had was a great trying, fucking time. Oh my god, he was trying so hard to keep up with us, and I'm like, you're not gonna be able to keep up with us, dude. He was so sure he was going to be able to. That didn't work out so hot for him. But oh, awesome. he got to pray the porcelain gods for quite some time that night. So that's It's good to hear that. Last year when it was in Vegas, it felt like everyone was more interested in Vegas than the hanging out a lot of the time. And it was Super Bowl weekend. So, you know, games finished Sunday. We were all going out to watch the game. Yeah, everybody disappeared for that. That Vegas one. That's I just did not like the Vegas. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Masters at all. Everybody was so fragmented, and you were lucky if you got to hang out with three or four folks at any given point. Yeah, um, just a lot of distraction. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody brought their wives, and so everybody's doing family yeah, stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, not a lot of uh, hangout time. I, Which there's I, nothing I wrong with bringing your wife, but you know, pull them in and make them part of the hangout. Don't isolate yourself and disappear. But if they're going yeah. to like a you know a two hundred dollar show, you know, not everybody else is like, oh yeah, let's all go right. two hundred dollars on yeah. whatever show they're seeing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I don't like I I don't think I'd want to do it in Vegas again, honestly. But no, I I will actively vote against Vegas if it comes up. Now, Vegas yeah. with an individual not tied to a con maybe, but even then, mm. I'll I'll take almost anything else over cuz it's going to be cheaper and easier to get to. Yeah. But I I thought the venue was good. I thought Rob did a really good job. Oh, the venue was great. That's a great and it's right next to, you know, the main drag for Nashville. That that place was spectacular. I thought Rob did a really good job running it all. I thought the terrain was good. I I liked the placement. I liked I liked having the lot of terrain. What was your thought on that? Uh some of the maps were a little too much, but they were very, very few of the ones that were like that, like the mm-hmm. Dick Forest table. I was loved probably, playing on that table. That thing well, was of course awesome. you did because your opponent can't see you until you're already on top of them and you've got all that range. So it, was it makes super sense. cool looking though, like just oh, the way that it was put I, I together. Get it. Um, but, it, but the rest of the tables were incredibly balanced and well thought out and well placed. And the maps were great. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of great work on uh on that and I'd, I'd honestly be happy to see it go there again next year too yeah i'd i'd, I'd give that a thumbs up for it again good old college I'd try really plan to go this year but i i think it'd be cool i i didn't have any problem with the venue whatsoever really i, I thought i had plenty of room plenty of chill space see i don't even care if i make the team i'm just gonna go and hang out at masters if i don't it's it's that much fun. I it's know, worth just, a trip. I have so much stuff going on. And then we're going to UK and all that other stuff too. So. Dude, we're talking about 2018 already. We're not talking about 2017. And that was an easy drive too. For being 12 hours, I thought it was going to be worse. But yeah, it was. It we was broke it up bad. with Memphis, didn't, didn't yeah. we? So that made it easier. Countercharge. Is the first podcast totally dedicated to the game Kings of War. Join your hosts Andrew, Mark, and Rob as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. You can find us on iTunes and at OhioHammer.com, a proud member of the Ohio Hammer Network of Podcasts. Guys, we need a bumper to share with you the Mantic Podcast. No swearing allowed. Oh, real professional. The Fourth of Snake is a UK-based Kings of War podcast, presented by John. They want to be an individual. Dan. Nick. Can I go to the toilet, please? And Matt. You can find us on Facebook at OFFS and on Twitter at O4FootSnake. And you can find us on iTunes. That's 32 points of damage. Let's do a nerve check. Anything but snake eyes.
Yeah. So what else happened? We did a army in a weekend recently, right? Yeah. yeah. Brian did. I didn't get to. I got to do uh, like two hours. That was uh pretty freaking crazy for me. You dominated, didn't you? You did like the whole thing. Yeah, I did thirty hours from well, I started Friday morning at twelve oh one AM and painted till like four. Slept an hour, went to work, came home and started painting again. Um, my wife was awesome because we were able to get it on the calendar. Early, she took the kids out uh, Saturday. We did uh, something outside, came back, kids were tired, they napped. I got almost 12 hours in on Saturday. And then Damn. Sunday she t- took the baby and went and watched uh, March Madness basketball. And so I had my two big kids who wanted to do a Star Wars The Clone Wars marathon so I turned that on and I just started painting and I got 32 Easy hours mode. of painting in. It, nice. it was Com- computer amazing. Animated wow, this time I... or... Yes. Or yeah, the, the computer animated animation. series. Uh, all right. We watched all, right. all of season four and half of season five. Cool. Which is fun considering my kids are five and almost four. Oh, the things I could get done with that much painting time. So yeah, I got a thousand points, out, right? almost completely painted. Um, put five shit. more hours into it, and that's all that they needed. Wow, man! Nice. So I was, I was shocked. I went from having two units painted to all but three units painted. I am very lucky to get like six hours a week. <laughs> well, the answer is you don't sleep. Oh. <laughs> um, I was up holding down the stream until two a.m. almost every night. And one of the West Coast guys was up till three or four. He just outlasted me. Devolved. But it was hilarious. Like Sunday, well, three or someone... four. His time is still like it's still two or three. <laughs> was it Jeremy Duvall? Yeah, that was Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, that motherfucker needs to come to Lone Wolf. He needs to stop teasing me and get his ass out here. Or come to Alamo, Jeremy. Or that too. Come That's on down. Good. You got all kinds of time. It's in November. So it was so much fun. They're actually setting up a, a video stream for this weekend if people want to jump on yeah, and just hang out and paint. That's what I was is that the, the is that the midnight one? There that the UK's doing it. Is that am I understanding that right or no? No, there's no. one we're doing that's like uh, counter charge at night or something like that. Yeah. Counter charge after dark, uh-huh. where it's get on when everyone goes to bed and we'll be like we were. Um, I got you. I combined the challenge with a different one. Um, not only did I decide I was going to paint to a super high quality, a thousand points, but um, my lone wolf opponent, Lennon Roy, issued me a challenge by way of <laughs> mailing me a case of beer. And I took that on, head on and said, you know, Lennon, I'm going to drink all of that while I'm doing Army in a Weekend. So I also had the challenge of not only am I painting all this stuff, but I've got to get through 24 beers, which didn't sound as daunting as it was Sunday morning when I woke up going, oh god, I've still got 11 to go. Yeah, 20, to 24 go. beers in 28 hours, or 48 hours. Yeah, and I that was when I couldn't start early. Some I could those, start painting Friday, I couldn't start drinking yeah, some Friday. Some of those beers are a little on the heavy side, you can't really just chug them. Yeah, he sent me three double IPAs that I found oh. out after the fact oh. were 10%. <laughs> oh. A double that was damn, dude. So it was, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's the uh, Cedar Creek Yellow. Lennon, I think he sent you guys a couple of bottles of them too. Yeah, he he sent he sent me two boxes, 
and I saw on Twitter today he was packing up another one. Like, this motherfucker is going to single-handedly take care of our first, like, four rounds of beers for the entire tournament. (laughs) Like, He just uh, sent me a box that shipped today. Oh, okay. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, God, that dude is just throwing beers at us left and right. It's hard not to love that son of a bitch. Well, I have bad news for him, though. He said his challenge was to get me drunk game one. But you can only really do that if you're drinking with me. And Lennon doesn't drink. I can uh, I can walk over to the table and drink alongside you. No, it's it's more the pressure of keeping them up with me. There are very few people in that room I don't think I could outdrink in a single game. But doing it to the void, I mean, I'm just wasting potential. It's a lot more fun to go, hey. Julian, it's game five of Bayou. We're playing Beer Hammer. Oh, and whoever wins, wins the tournament. That's true. Because that was a great thing to do at Bayou, and I couldn't have done that if I was sloshed from the night before. Well, I actually was sloshed from... Never mind. I did it anyway, so I guess I'm not making a good excuse here. (laughs) That guy did that at, like, three tournaments in a row. He did it at... uh, He did it at... Bayou, he did it at Paul's Cock, and he did it at Alamo. Like, three tournaments in a row, Julian was on top table, and he got so drunk that he was like, okay, we're just going to drink for the winner. That's pretty much what it came down to. That was a bloody game, too. My God, we got through it. But yeah, that was uh, that was how Army in a Weekend was for me. I expected to get it half done. That's usually what my progress is, because I can usually only get about 10 hours in the weekend. And for me to get everything 90% of the way, I walked in going, oh, oh. suddenly I go from I'm freaking out to, man, I have five weeks left and only three units in a display board. This is easy. Yeah, so I got to maybe participate in like two hours of the army in a weekend. And the problem was I was in the garage the entire time. So I couldn't like bring my computer out. Cause I was priming everything. I've got like uh, a regiment of paladin knights primed. I've got a Panther chariot primed. I've got a low high primed and I've got a couple of characters primed too. So what he actually did was prime. I painted the character. <laughs> did you? Yeah. He's not you done. Mark? But I I've just got like five just brought the airbrush so inside. I don't have an airbrush. I was using like spray primer. He was I don't have an airbrush. If I had an airbrush, I would have way more shit painted. I can guarantee you. I do it the old classic. It's hit or miss. It saves some time. It does not save model. some. Uh, with horses, I think it would save a lot of time. With ogres, I thought it would save a lot of time, and it has not. No oh, fair. I'm not painting over it's, <laughs> it's like learning to write again, except instead of using a pencil, you're like using a punching dagger and have to grip it completely differently. I like punching daggers. I, I do too. Have you ever tried to write? With the punching dagger? No. I yeah. just kill people with him. <laughs> <laughs> Does Jeff have to stab a bitch? Right? You make me stab a bitch. Yeah, it's 
I'm learning how to use it, and that may be part of the problem, is this, where I'm speed painting, is not the place or time to go, hey, I'm going to figure out how this thing works. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But it cut down my priming time a ton. Jeff, you've painted some stuff, right? Like, you just weren't doing it for Army in a weekend. I've been painting a lot of stuff, yeah. Um, so I'm working on some of my Trident Realm stuff. I'm pretty close to finishing up my uh, horde of uh, um, Mayad and Snarers. I got about 10 hours left on those. I'll be done with those. And then um, I just painted up... I had that Archfiend from winning uh, Lone Wolf last year. I had that guy sitting on my shelf for a long time. And it just kept on staring at me, and I was like, I really want to paint this model because I I painted I painted the one last year for the um, brush with death uh, competition that we were doing, um, and mm -hmm. I really enjoyed painting that model. And it I have the um, the back piece that goes to that model just sitting neck on my like painting station. You know, because it comes with a like a solid back piece and it comes with a wing piece, and they're not really like interchangeable once you get them on there because it takes green stuff to get them in. Um, and I was just like, you know, I have never seen anyone paint one of these dudes with like I've never seen anybody put them together and not put wings on it. <laughs> so I was like, I wonder what it looks like. Get it all painted up and stuff like that with uh, no wings. Turns out pretty fucking awesome. Like, I really like the way it looks. I think I like the way the model itself looks without wings more than I like it with wings. So really? that was interesting for me to find out. Yeah. Uh, I went with a... I, did you see it, Ryan? I think I posted it, like, a couple weeks ago. But I have been so reclusive on social media lately. I will go back in and take a look because I can't remember I, if I saw I did it or like, not. I did like blue tones on it instead. So like it was like a turquoise blue tone, and then I did uh, red fire or the red to yellow fire on it instead. Okay. So kind of like reverse of the um, other one with the wings. Um, oh, nice. And, and I think with the cool tones on it, it it kind of amplified different parts of the model. So I all in all like I just. Every time, like even today, like on the forums, there was like somebody bitching about Mantic models not being good enough to like win their money, and I'm just like, that's just not true. Like they're they're I, fine. I, 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 I think you can't take one model and apply it to everything, though, and I, I think that's probably where they're getting at more than saying that nothing that Mantic makes is worth their money. If they're saying that, yeah. then they're obviously wrong. Yeah. But I can understand where, like, if you want to play elves, you may not want to buy the Mantic models. And that's okay. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't like their elf models at all. But, but I those mean, elves were made a stuff. long freaking time ago. It's an aesthetic that they went with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Confrontation did big-headed goblins, and some people hate them, and some people love them. Yep. It was yeah. just a design choice. Some people think elves don't have internal organs. Mantic happens to be one of those companies. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I just think they're mostly skeletons. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I think they have a lot of really cool models. I just think that some of their older stuff, I think people focus a little bit more on the older stuff too much. And then. Well, it's because it's what's out there. 
Right. Well, it's probably some of the more popular armies too. So, yeah. you know, yeah. elves and undead typically run most metas, not ours, but most. Yeah, I could see that. But I think the Abyssal line is pretty good. Um, there's only like a couple models that I'm like kind of meh on. But I think they're all pretty good. The New Force Nature and the Trident Realm stuff, it's all really good. But, yep, been working on that. Working on my gargoyles right now for getting those bitches done. Because I never really use gargoyles, but everybody else uses them. And now I kind of started so playing them a little bit. So now they've been nerfed, you're going to use them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Jeff Swan way. I don't know. They're useless now. I'll take I don't, that I don't challenge. Know, man. I think they're more useful now that a lot of the shooting is going to take negatives that people were throwing out there. The the lightning bolts and the breath weapons are harder to hit them. You may not be routing gargoyles as often as you used to. And I think we saw that in a couple of practice games where we had Jeff and I kept not killing your gargoyles. Yeah, I don't think that... Um, like, everybody had been using them for a long time for chaff, and I've just kind of been staying away from them just because I just... I have other ways that I've been using chaff, and it's super unconventional. But I, I don't. I think a 145 point unit of tortured souls is completely chaff if I need it to be, <laughs> you know. Um, but I get why other people say that it's not. Um, but I've kind of taken out the champion and uh, uh, gone gone out with him, even though he's still really good in the list that I'm running for Lone Wolf should be. It should just look really cool on the table. I kind of wanted to put a bunch of really cool models on the table. And it was funny because driving back from um, Masters is when I was talking about this list with Mark. And, I, and he's like, yeah, that could be pretty nasty. And then I put it together and started playing. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> gross. Uh, yeah, like I played Kevin last night and I felt bad about it. Because like, uh, I played him my very first game trying this list out. And he in I had never lost him because he's one of our newer players, and I rolled terrible. He rolled pretty well, and the dude, I mean, like he beat me. He's like straight up. Like I had no idea what I was doing with the list, but I was making like uh, I made like two obvious stupid mistakes. But you know how it is when you're just playing a list for the first time, and then you don't make those mistakes again. Well, now I got it all hammered out, and I've played Mark a couple of times with it, and it's it's really it's really hard. To, it's really hard to to deal with it just it's not super offensive but it's very um i don't know it's hard to get points out of and it's hard to move it right like it's hard to get past it yeah i i was not a good matchup for you uh list on list that that list i was running is probably pretty easy for you to pick up paper yeah. on paper yeah but i gave you a decent run with it that second go round. yeah yeah for sure um, but just fun. I just wanted to put together a bunch of, uh, models that I'd take up a lot of real estate and look, make it look cool. And I'm taking some unconventional units that people just don't take. Like I'm taking some larva again. Uh, I think larva are good, but they would be great if they weren't, um, um, irregular, right? Like, I think I think they're great, even though they are irregular. Like there's, they're, they're not. You're they're not really. Good. They're good. They're not great. 
What are you What are you fighting for slot wise that you're going to use the irregular slot on? Well, any, instead? no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know? like, if um, well, with with the Bizzles, you actually are right because like you're trying to unlock heroes because you don't have any monsters. There's no monsters in the Bizzles list. So you're trying to unlock heroes. So if you're spending money on you know spending points on hordes, it's like eh, there it's all right. But. Yeah, but a regiment opens up troops and heroes, right? Single hero, single troop, or double troop? Yeah. Or is it single troop? I can't remember. Regiments open up uh, two troops and a hero or a monster. Yeah, and then a horde or, uh, opens yeah. up four troops? Yeah, four troops. And then hero, monster, Well, I have plenty of troop options, but what I'm saying is like, yeah, being able well, yeah, to unlock the heroes you that's need. That's where you're getting your irregular, because the irregular is basically a troop considered. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're not running out of troop spots or no no spots. no. I'm just saying like I think you'd like to unlock stuff with larva. Yeah, I'd like I would like to have a hero out of them. You know what I mean? Like have the hero option or something out of them. Just because, like in other armies, it's easy to like get a monster that could kind of do the same thing, right? Like you could get like you can just anyway any some name some random flying monster. You know what I mean? You can you can get something like that, but. In this, you have to have a hero. Like it's, they only have heroes. They don't have any monsters. But that's all, you know, wish listing. I don't think Abyssals are underpowered, and I don't think they're overpowered. I think they're in pretty good spot. I think they're on the high side. Really? Yep. With no war machines and no monsters? Uh, when you look at what they can take that unlocks things, yeah. What do you can, think you can take can, that unlocks I can show you. <laughs> I can show you numbers offline, and a, you'll notice a pattern of what people are taking. Well, yeah, Torch of Souls. Them. Everybody just spams yeah, Torch okay. of Souls. Right. Well, so if I don't have to oh, tell you, and you already know... Choice either. Yeah, but how many people do you see ha taking Molochs? No one. How many people... Nobody takes Molochs. Nobody, Nobody out does. here was really taking succubi at all until I started running a bunch of succubi. There's still not. There's still not a lot of succubi. Exactly. So I mean, you know that Molochs, tortured souls, succubi, and lower abyssals and Azul guard. Those are your only Azul. unlocks. That's it. You just named off like five things. Gargoyles are irregular. I know. Larva irregular. Like. There's so many irregular things that don't unlock, and then there's no monsters and no war machine. What do you need to unlock? Heroes. <laughs> yeah, but you're doing that with the regiments. Right. It, it helps out because you don't need to unlock space for a hero and a monster. You can get away with doing regiments because you're not taking two drops for that unlock. Right. Yeah, exactly. But you need, but I mean, you do need like a couple hordes and stuff like that. But I'm doing, I do like regiments of tortured souls instead of hordes because I don't think that they're worth. I don't think hordes are any good. They're alright. They're nice, not good. But anyway, how are you finding ogres? I am gonna go zero and six at lone wolf. Really? No, there's <laughs> no freaking way. There's no way, dude. Um, the advantage of I had with herd was the ability to outrange on charges. Oh, fuck yeah, um, dude. Well, that, ogres don't to have totally that. ignore terrain too. Yeah, I've played one game, and it was to a player who it was his first game of Kings of War, and he seventeen three'd me. Damn. 
What was he playing? Heard. Yeah, well. Eh, a very, it may have just been matchups. Um, I'll probably figure it out as I'm playing, but I don't think I will get another playtest game in. I'm just going to roll up, and that'll be what I do. And Len and I will have a fun game one, and then I'm going to submarine my way down to the bottom, and I'll start pulling up about game five. Down bubble. Um, so are you not using any, like, you're not taking a chari- a guy on a chariot, and you're not taking a... Um, nope. Not taking, like, a mammoth or giant or anything? Oh, I've got a mammoth and a giant. What do you think about the mammoth versus the giant situation? What side are you on there as far as your favorite? I took one of each because I'm not really sure yet. <laughs> okay. Um, The giant's cheaper, which helps because points get really tight really fast. But the mammoth has a guaranteed damage output right. that you can't rely on for the giant, and that's yeah. really where the trade-off is. I don't yet know which of those is a better choice. But the mammoth is slower, right? No, same. They're the same speed. They both go six? Yeah. Uh, seven. seven. Oh, it's They're seven. the fastest okay. things in oh, my, I was my specific of the Empire list. Empire Dust Mammoth. Never mind. Forget me. Um, the Giant's got Strider, which will help. That will help a um, lot. More than you know. The Mammoth's well, the mammoth has got Strider more TC. Well. Does, oh, does he? Yeah. See, I don't even know my own army. Yeah, the Mammoth has Strider also, and has, I think... I would have your list I'm, pulled up, Ryan, but it's not in the proper format. And I can't I'm find like your email. I'm like 95% sure. He is not listed with Strider. Oh, okay. Dumbass. He, he just has more TC, right? He has like TC Yeah, he's two crush 2, TC 2. Yeah, yeah then so he definitely doesn't have Strider. Yeah, that's and the And the Giant difference. is crush 3. Yeah, yeah, so you can make the Mammoth basically delete all defense on something as opposed to the Giant. But, Which deletes yep. all but one, and that's if you're going up against six. Yeah. But again, situation is you're not going to have a dependable amount of attacks at that giant. So. And the man, yeah, the mammoth's not going to have a dependable amount of crush, or sorry, out of thunderous charge because there's it either going to has... be terrain or somebody's going to pop the TC off of it. Right. It only has one, uh, one less crush though, too. So. Yeah. So it's got crush too. So. Yeah, Ooh, your mind's not on the right base size. I just realized. Yeah, it's on a ch- it's on a chariot, right? Yeah, it's fifty by fifty one hundred. Mine's on a seventy five by seventy five. I'll have to rebase it. Just tag a twenty five base on the back of it. Yeah, it will help me immensely in balancing it. I think the seventy five wide is going to be required because it's a gigantic model. Yeah, well, then larger base size. I w- I will give up my advantage. Right. It'll be interesting. I'm curious how the army will work. It's just coming from herd to ogres is a gigantic different in play styles. And I have two warlocks, and that's my shooting. So I can't really force them to come to me. You run in slayers too, or? Uh, berserkers. The berserkers, rather. If, uh, if Lennon was playing without the cockpack, he would have a very strong list against you. That's fine. But since he's playing with the cockpack... Um, yeah. It'll be a crapshoot. I don't yeah. think he's played a lot of games. He'll have a tougher time, but he, he's got a pretty solid list from what I'm looking at right now. What army is he bringing? He's got Ratkin. Okay. Oh, I'm screwed. Sticking to the rats. Mental block against rats. Uh, Yeah, he, he has a lot of blocks. 
It'll be fun. He's I'll missing the one, the one thing that I like to do, though. I think that would bump him up way, way more. I'll tell him done... after our game. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. So His list is in. He can't do anything about it now. I'll Too do it late on the, now. On the matchup cast, I'll tell him what I think he should have done. Too late now, Lennon. Take the late penalty, Mark. What's that? You just ask if you can take a late penalty. Well, he doesn't know what I told him he should do. And if it's after <laughs> the podcast, then it's definitely not going to be after that. Never know. I had someone ask me day of, hey, can I switch my list? No. I'll take the <laughs> points hit. Dude, I, yeah, no. seriously. Not after matchups. No fucking way. Yeah. I'll let you switch your list for a points hit after your round one game. How about that? All right. That's fair. That's really not, but at least <laughs> at least it doesn't give them the advantage of building towards right, their round yeah. one matchup. Who does that though? Like <sighs> Dude. I'm not gonna name names. There's always somebody. It's between me and him. Doing Mark on getting ready for Lone Wolf. <laughs> uh things are going good. Um everybody predominantly use KOW easy, so it except has for those dick very... bags that didn't. Except for that lazy dick that I runs didn't. Alamo. <laughs> um but yeah, it's been it's been really easy. Uh I compiled all the lists over the last two days while I was on a work trip, uh, which was a fiasco in of it, of itself. But um I I got like eighty five percent of the lists over the deadline date to now, which was like two days. And then um checked through all of them. It took about an hour and then went through and cataloged everything to make sure I had the right armies and I had people flag correctly and then um, went out on the website and fixed that. And that took maybe 20 minutes because I got in a rhythm. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've got the website updated. I've got that. Um, the next step is to do a little more tinkering on the scenarios um, we are going to do the thing that we pitched at Masters to see if it would work, which was so we know that there are six scenarios, but we don't know what scenarios we're going to play each round. And so they randomized and then announced it like, hey, everybody, we're playing loot or we're playing dominate or we're playing control. Uh, so I thought that was a really cool dynamic to balancing out the games as opposed to you know we go in and i give you your player pack then when we break for lunch between round two and round three everybody knows who they're playing and then they also know the scenario so some people at lunch start you know game theorying against their opponent while their opponent doesn't have any clue because they're at lunch uh so to combat that and to keep people from prepping their games because it happens from game four overnight into game five in the morning. Um, I'm going to have a roster of probably eight scenarios and then we're going to randomize. We'll use one uh, if I am able to have open play on Friday and people want to get their game one in early. I'll, I'll use one scenario for that and then we'll randomize through the next seven scenarios through the next six games so we'll have one scenario that we don't ultimately use in the pack and then 
each round, you know, I'll roll a dice or whatever. We'll pick the scenario we're playing and I'll announce it. And that'll be the scenario that we play for that round. So no bonuses, no advantages one way or another. Uh, The only thing that I lose in doing that is there's a couple of scenarios that are really good for um, stratifying the field, like thinning out, you know, the people who are just kind of riding on easy matchup wins from people that are like actually playing hard fought games on, you know, two top level players, you know, top level player versus top level player, then versus another top level player, then versus another top level player. There are a couple of scenarios that balance out really well in there. So I'm losing that ability to quote thin the herd, you know, in round four, round five. But I think the randomness and the scenarios being heavily practiced will give us um, kind of a balancing act there too. So working on that. Uh, I'm going to have some guests join us to do some of the matchups because we've got a lot of them. There's like 90 people signed up. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. We're going to be doing three different matchup casts because I don't want to do, you know, what is that? I don't want to do like eight hours. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you right now, I won't be able to do all three of them. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't care if you can or not. I'm going to break it out over like a two-week period. So uh, I'm I'm looking at having guests come on for that, so it's balanced out. But yeah, we'll do like 15 per cast, and that'll cover the 45-ish tables that we'll have. Uh, numbers are looking really good. I had a lot of last-second drops last year, so I'm still kind of prepping for that. But so far, so good. Uh got almost a hundred people signed up and then 89 or 90 of them are paid and confirmed. So we went over the 80 mark this year, which is awesome. Uh, looks like we're going to be the biggest tournament for singles KOW in the world up to this point. We'll see how big clash of Kings UK gets, but we're going to hold the title again this year, or at least break our record from last year, which is great. Fantastic. Yeah, man. I know you've been working on your army, Jeff. You're kind of stuck in limbo, not having your gargoyles. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on ten of them right now, but I mean, I'm kind of really just doing my demo model because I got to have like a template to work off of, and I have to decide if I like it or not first. But I mean, it's really shitty not having them all because I ordered them like over a month ago. And you know how it is. You don't want to, like, batch paint and then just, like, have to go back and then batch paint again the same shit that you already started on, so. Take notes. Yeah. That's what I've started doing for, for the way I've been painting lately where I'm only doing three or four models at a time. I'm taking really, really detailed notes on my paint mixes so that I can come back after the fact and then rematch all the blends I've done for each layer. These ones are pretty easy because I'm not going like crazy blendy with it because it's gargoyles. They have like a stone skin, right? So like you can't really get away from doing like stone stuff. I'm kind of like marbleizing some of it. Gotcha. Um, and then um, doing like a little bit of uh, OSL out the cracks in it and stuff. But not OSL, but you know, like light popping through and stuff. So just kind of letting the wings be the pop color we've got 16 different states signed up we've got five people or six people coming in from the uk uh one person signed up from canada so that's good 
Uh, yeah, we got a pretty good spread from all across the country. You got a Canadian, eh? Yeah. Probably my favorite name in the whole wide world, Tobin Buttram. Mm, gotta love that Buttram. Oh, man, you got to. Though he hasn't turned in a list yet, so we got to see. Maybe uh -oh. he... Maybe, maybe we had a confused Canadian he heard pay you. by accident. Maybe it's just a dude that wanted to give you money. I, I, I'm fine with that. If people just want to give me money, that is okay. I will take it and throw it towards the tournament. Set aside like $1,500, uh, which I think equates out to $2,000 based on the, the discount that I'm getting. So I've got like $2,000 worth of prize support that Lone Wolf is kicking in. Nice. And that, that doesn't take into account the other stuff that's been sent to us, like the ridiculous number of boxes of beer that Lennon has sent or the uh, the stuff that Mantic has given to us. And I think there's another couple of folks that are supposed to be mailing stuff in here in the next couple of days too. So it's going to be another big tournament as far as giveaways and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. And if folks want to sign up last second, we'll always take them. But if they don't, that's cool too. They're not going to sign up, Mark. Everybody wants their money back. <laughs> Too late. Refund date was like a month ago. Almost a month ago. Like I 20 want days. my oh. money. Is my money. Well, no money, just, no problems. I think it's funny that out of all the Brits coming over, none of them had the balls to challenge me. But it's, it's going to be really funny when they accidentally get matched up to you in the next couple of rounds after the first. Oh, they won't be able to avoid it. I can't Oops. wait. War score puts you together. Why did funny Jeff when get matched up with that. everyone from the UK? Regardless Randomness, of their win-loss scare. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. But David Sweat had the balls, man. He's like, whatever, you bitch. I'll fight you. You and I are going to have words. Props words. to him for stepping up. Someone I'm back in the it. hobby. Here's a gauntlet. Yeah, dude, right? we've, got, indiscriminately. Uh, we've got 12 challenges on the books, which is That's great. Awesome. Uh, I would like to have more, honestly. Uh, challenges make things a lot easier and a lot more fun. So challenge the shit out of each other. Go, you, you know it's almost certain that someone that issues a challenge will show up. You love seeing that. Just well, that it makes your that life too. easier. On uh, I wasn't even really thinking along those lines, but it, it, you know, people throw their challenges out there in public, so it gets more, you know, eyes on the event, and people are interested to see how the challenges play out. So it that's always hype. fun. Exactly, it builds hype. Lynn and Roy, I'm going to beat you down so hard you're going to start drinking again. <laughs> oh fuck! Damn. That's a proclamation right there. I guess I should issue a formal response to his nonverbal challenge. Have you not? I thought you. I thought he. I, I thought haven't. he had something on. On official out on the uh, Texas page. No, he he mailed me the case, and inside was a note saying this says more oh, than any words I could that's, do. That's right. That's right. So my nonverbal response was, yeah, and I'm going to drink it all in a weekend because that's what I think of this challenge. Because you're a bitch. 
I drink your challenge. Because I can paint half an army while I drink your challenge, and then I'm going <laughs> to piss it all out. Which I did. <laughs> he literally pissed on your challenge. I literally, yeah, I pissed out my challenge. Well, you guys ready to call it for tonight? Because I think we're going to have to save some stuff for the matchup podcasts and stuff if you want to drop out the info on that mark i i haven't set it up yet i'm still talking the dates over with everybody so we'll we'll have that set up i'll send out the emails like i always do and then put it on the facebook page and then probably the twitter too but yeah those those are going to be mid-april so we've still got a couple of weeks before that really gets going well see if i can all the shit painted in base by then i know she's got to get your models first yeah I'm just excited that I'll get to do a giant display board because Brits are apparently bringing really, really tiny hills, and that's just unacceptable for Texas. Right. Tiny hills? What the hell are you talking about? Well, they're talking about this travel display boards and stuff like that. Gotta use the home field advantage. If I want to bring a a display board that makes my size of a 20-ounce bomber giant look like he's tiny, then I'm going to do that. <laughs> Don't get me started on display words. I'm not scoring them. Uh, like, I know you you're not. Them, you can use them for uh, for painter's choice or whatever. But about player's choice, Mark. Yeah, y'all can use it for that all you want. But I ain't, I ain't charging people admission for that stuff. No, you can't. As many people as you have traveling, almost oh, yeah. the same way. I can't Dude. penalize someone that can't fly with a board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me let me give you those numbers real quick. Here are the people not from Texas <laughs> that are paid. Yeah, all right, sweet. So let's do that. I've got thirty-four of my eighty-nine or eighty-seven folks from not Texas. So what is that nice. like? Almost half? Yeah, like four four ninths or four tenths. Yeah. It's good. 40 and 50%. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Pretty solid. But yeah, like all those people, a lot of them are flying. I don't want to make somebody have to haul around a fucking display board in their you know, carry on or their luggage. It's just one more thing that gets in the way or breaks or. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have one get destroyed coming back from PACA and. Yeah, uh, that's I right. We'll think really hard before I take an elaborate display board on a plane again. Didn't it get destroyed going out to PACA, not coming back? It got destroyed coming back. It got beat up going out. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the seams got popped, but coming back, I had all these portcullises and all these uh, archways and they just got snapped to pieces. Gotta love flying with shit, man. Yep. It really sucked, too, because that was a really cool concept and display board that you had. It's a good thing he didn't spend a shit ton of time doing it. Oh, wait, yes, he did. (laughs) Yeah, I did, like, three months. Well, I mean, the the problem was he only got, like, one use out of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's fine. I have the files. I could make it again if I really, really found an army that worked with it. Let me just and say, buy I, more cabinet rails to make it expandable. I more feel modular your pain, terrain dude. to slot into it. I, feel your pain. I mean, it's not like it's an army, right? 
Hey, Ryan, do you want the line art for that, or do you want me to... Yes, please. Okay, I can send you the line art right now. Cool. Good. All right, well, let's call that for this evening, and uh, we'll get that up as quick as can. And then uh, we'll, uh, we'll probably probably just post up when the uh, matchup stuff for the Lone, lone Wolf's going to be. So. Yep, absolutely. Start building hype, people. Lone Wolf is coming. It's going to be epic. Hype, 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 hype. Hype. Lone Wolf Hype! Alright, fellas. Woke up the baby. <laughs> That's hype back. right there. Yeah. I miss your sin. I miss your musk. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At Beerwog for Ryan. Or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At Cap. AMR05 for Mark at the beer phase, all one word for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at the beer phase at gmail.com. That's the beer phase, all one word at gmail.com. Thunderstruck!